Hello, and welcome to a special slightly longer than one hour edition of Hot Pipes with me, Steve Ashley. Later in today's show, I'll be paying tribute to the musical heritage left by Jasper Sanfilippo, who died of complications from diabetes on January the 28th. But to open, I have a couple of listener requests. Hot Pipes has an ardent fan in Slovenia. Dominic Malaruth says that he listens as much as he can to these and to the half-hour shows, telling me that they improve his mood. Well, thanks, Dominic. Here's Chicago, that toddling town with Walt Stoney playing the 429 Wurlitzer in the Chicago Theatre.
That may not be the exact version of Chicago that you wanted, Dominic, but it's the closest I could find to the snippet you sent me. Your other requests will be in the next show. My second request today comes from a broadcast half-hour listener who now also listens to these one-hour editions. Freddie Stewart in Glasgow tunes into Angel Radio via DAB Digital, which is a mono broadcast, and then goes onto my website for a repeat of the shows in stereo. He'd like a track by Alex Jones, who won the Young Organist competition in the ATOS convention in 2018 in Los Angeles. From Alex's full concert at the 2019 event, when he played the 313 Hope Jones instrument in the First Universalist Church, Rochester, this is Midnight in Mayfair. Chase's classic from 1937, Midnight in Mayfair, played on the second organ built by Hope Jones in the USA in 1908. Very definitely not a theatre instrument, but with the beginnings of the ideas that were later sold to the Wurlitzer Company. And so to today's main feature. Jasper Sanfilippo started working in his father's nut business, John B. Sanfilippo and Son Incorporated, when he was nine and took the reins when his father died in 1963. Jasper was a mechanical engineer by training and his main focus was to automate the regional shelling of peanuts, pecans and walnuts for the final processing facility in Elgin, Illinois. Revenues increased from 383,000 in 1963 to over 150 million annually in 1991 and in 1995 the company acquired Fisher Nuts and is now only second to planters in the USA. Jasper used the profits to build his estate in Barrington Hills and to furnish it with an incredible automatic instrument collection. I'll let Jasper himself tell a little more of the story. 
1983, we became interested in theater pipe organ. We heard one in San Somer, and it really was a catalyst for uh, this room and for everything about this organ. And we started out with a much smaller organ uh, in the old music room and found that we had made a substantial mistake because the room was much too small for the organ. So uh, after three years of planning, we decided to build this room. I think after we expanded the organ, it seems like even this room was too small for this organ. <laughs> I don't know if you had a chance to get up into the chambers, but maybe uh, Robert and some of the some of the uh, docents here will uh, take you up. But I've I've seen a lot of chambers over the years, and it took 12 men almost a year and a half to restore and to install this organ, and the installation uh, and the workmanship uh, of this organ was just immaculate. It's, uh, it's impeccable. It turned out much, much uh, finer than I ever imagined it would. And I'm just very, very thankful to all of the people who really made it possible. All, all I did was sign checks. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there were a lot of checks. <laughs> uh, the Hopeful Heart Fair is probably the highlight uh, of all of the benefits that we hold here during the course of the year. This is the sixth year which we had Hopeful Heart. The first year we had Hopeful Heart was in 1993, and that was the year that the American Theater Organ Society had their convention here in Chicago. And they had a sellout uh, group at that time because most of the members from the American Theater Organ Society came here, and I didn't think that this thing would perpetuate itself because uh, we wouldn't have the convention here every year and consequently wouldn't have enough people interested to really support this, uh, this effort. Uh, I'm really happy to say that it's been a solid every year, and this year, because of that, we decided to hold it on both Saturday and Sunday uh, to accommodate a lot, of, a lot of people who couldn't come before because the seats would be all sold out. This year we have a, a different program, as we do every year. We have some surprise guests this year. We have uh, someone from down under, uh, who I'm sure Lynn will introduce a little bit later. And he is probably one of the finest pianists that I've ever heard. And he will accompany Lynn today. And I'm sure you'll enjoy him immensely. And of course, as usual, uh, Lynn Larson is our organist for the day. Uh, Lynn is probably the most renowned theater pipe organist in the world. He's one of my favorite. He lives here when he comes here. It's kind of a pain in the neck when he lives here. <laughs> but it's the only time of the year that I actually can get breakfast in the morning because Marion makes breakfast for him. <laughs> without any further ado, please help me welcome Lynn Larson.
A very fitting number considering the automatic instruments in Jasper's collection. The old piano roll blues with Lynn Larson on the 580 Wurlitzer and Tony Fenelon on piano. The organ wasn't always that large, of course. It started as a 428 from the Riviera Theatre Omaha, installed by Dave Junction in the original music salon in the Barrington home, a 76-foot room that also housed much of the orchestrians and reproducing pianos. The first CD to be recorded there was Ron Rhodes' Collage in 1989, from which I've selected Irving Berlin's Play a Simple Melody. Thank you. 
The first recording of that original Wurlitzer was a cassette featuring Lynn Larson, but the copy I have isn't great sonically, so I'm taking a track from the Hopeful Heart CD issued by Lynn in 1992, for which the profits were donated to a fund providing financial help to arts professionals with life-threatening or terminal illnesses. This is the 1990 hit for and co-written by Peter Allen, Love Don't Need a Reason.
In that year of 1992, a new auditorium of 27,000 square feet was added onto the 7,700 square foot house, into which the original 28 ranks were installed as part of the new instrument. A new console modelled after the five-manual Paradise Chicago Wallitzer was constructed by Ken Chrome, and choice ranks from many other organs were combined to a specification by Lynn Larson in chambers that were built five storeys high. The new Place de la Musique was officially opened that year, and the Victorian Music Room has seen most of the world's best artists in concert. Fortunately, their performances have been captured digitally. Tom Hazelton's I've Got the World on a String is a shining example.
I've Got the World on a String, Tom Hazelton and the San Filippo Wurlitzer. Kay Maccabee visited the Barrington estate, but unfortunately only laid down two tracks on the Wurlitzer capture, Land of the Pharaohs and one of his other signature pieces, Tea for Two.
the unmistakable stylings of Kay Maccabee, stylings which have influenced a number of organists who originate from the Midwest, not least of which is Walt Stroney, from whom we'll hear later. Taking down the decibels, this next track highlights some of the softer voices and non-pipe effects on what has been described as the most versatile theatre pipe organ on the planet. Green Eyes, or Chaos Ojos Verdes, was recorded onto the playback computer by Simon Gledhill. Thank you. 
In the 1990s and early 2000s, John Ghiacci was very active on the organ scene internationally, during which time he released two CDs featuring the San Filippo Wurlitzer, Xanadu and Xanadu II. Then, for some years, his organ travels took a back seat to his legal career, so it was great to see and hear him again in the 2018 Los Angeles Convention. Now he and his partner are creating a pipe and digital hybrid in his home. Oh boy, but I digress. Here's John with the Waltz in Swing Time. Lynn Larson's Hopeful Heart released a concert highlight CD covering the years 2008 to 2013, featuring tracks from seven artists. 
Vernon Duke's Taking a Chance on Love, which was introduced in the 1940s stage show Cabin in the Sky, is played here by Chris Gorsuch.
Leroy Anderson's Promenade, one of 52 tracks on two CDs of the composer's music, released by Jelani Ellington in 2006. Impeccably researched over some 18 months, even to the point of meeting and discussing the project with Leroy's widow Eleanor and her family, the tracks covered some unknown and unpublished material in addition to the familiar pieces. Some ten years earlier, Ron Rode also recorded two CDs dedicated to specific composers, Franz Lahar and Sigmund Romberg. From the pen of the latter, and from the 1927 stage musical My Maryland, this is the rousing Your Land and My Land. And My Land, from the album Deep in My Heart, Road Remembers Romberg, released in 1996. One of the more unusual releases on the San Filippo Wurlitzer was by an internationally renowned Finnish organist, Kalevi Kiviniemi. The CD was just entitled Wurlitzer, and the artist was assisted in theatre organ registration by Jelani Ennington. 
Kalevi's choice of music was refreshingly different, with much use of the various effects of the organ, as you'll hear on this theme from Inspector Gadget, a franchise about a cyborg saving the world from the evils of Dr. Claw and his organisation MAD. Yup, mad indeed. For those of us not familiar with Inspector Gadget, and that includes me, Disney owns the film rights. Although the franchise also covers comics, TV series, animated series and video games. Some would say that's much ado about nothing. On his Perfect Combination CD released in 2008, Jim Riggs blended theatre pipes with an Ampico reproducing piano, which he was also able to achieve in concert at San Filippo's, since on stage there is a nine-foot Nabe concert grand with an Ampico mechanism. In his 2008 concert there for the pipe organ extravaganza, Jim put the Wurlitzer piano pairing to great effect with Vincent Newman's I Want to Be Happy from the 1924 show No No Nanette.
The year 2007 saw the release of the only CD from Walt Stroney featuring the 80-ranked Wurlitzer. On this track of Get Your Kicks on Route 66, Walt showed off the soft sounds of the vibraharp and some solar voices all the way to a full organ sound. Ex-San Diego City organist Carol Williams taped a CD in 2002 and included a little very welcome classical repertoire showing the untrimmed side of the Wurlitzer. This is the postlude in E-flat by French organist and composer Le Febre Welly, who worked closely with Cavalli Cole, inaugurating many of his new organs.
postlude in E-flat, Carol Williams and the San Filippo Wurlitzer. The latest commercial release from Barrington Hills is by David Gray. His 80 Shades of Grey CD was somewhat of a swan song for David, as he's now left the theatre pipe world to concentrate on his equally prodigious piano skills. The last four tracks of that CD contain nine selections from West Side Story, split into four separate tracks. This medley contains the lively I Feel Pretty, along with the lesser-known One Hand, One Heart.
How High the Moon, composed in 1940 for a stage show and revived so successfully in 1951 by Les Paul and Mary Ford. It was the start of multi-tracking, for better or for worse. That arrangement came from Barry Baker's concert in 1997. Sadly, I hear he has left the music business entirely. In Jasper's case, the moon was just the starting point, and it could be said that there's a degree of kleptomania in the family, with collections of orchestrians, music boxes, a carousel, steam engines and a locomotive, along with a host of other sundry items from the past, and all fully restored and apparently in working order. Not to mention that his wife Marion also collected hat pins, <laughs> but at least she didn't need a new building for those. I'll close today's music with an appropriate theme from the TV show Mr Lucky. And we are all indeed lucky that Jasper became enthused with saving the relics of bygone eras and putting them to such good use. This is Lynn Larson. I have to say that I never tire of listening to those CDs that Lynn made on that fabulous Wurlitzer, and in particular to the Paradise and Paradise Revisited releases. Having designed the organ and having stayed with the project through completion, he knew that instrument and its capabilities inside out. 
Fortunately, the Place de la Musique was put into trust by Jasper and two of his sons are now involved with its upkeep and preservation. Rest in peace, Jasper Sanfilippo, 1931-2020. to My thanks to former museum curator and audio maestro Robert Ridgway for the majority of the Wurlitzer's recordings in my library. And my thanks also to Robert for the private tour Pauline and I were given back in 2006. Until next time, this is goodbye from Steve Ashley and Hot Pipes. <laughs>